0: Come soar with us on the winds of the east, come flow with us in the waters of the west, come burn with us in the fires of the south, and come travel with us across the lands of the north. May spirit always accompany you on your journeys. This is the Witch and the Mormon. Hail and welcome to the Witch and the Mormon, the podcast mm-hmm. where the witch attempts to educate her husband, who was raised Mormon, on all things witchcraft. Um, Obsidian is at Sage. And I'm her husband, Greg. And on this episode, we'll be introducing ourselves and talking about our journey as the woman of the house became a witch.
1: This was an interesting time in our lives as I questioned Obsidian's new beliefs as opposed to our previous shared morals and values. I'm Obsidian is
0: at Sage. I'm in my 40s and I've been practicing witchcraft for over 20 years. I like to practice my spirituality daily. I also enjoy paper crafting, hanging out with my kids, and traveling. But my biggest interest is my husband.
1: I'm Greg, Obsidious Husband. I enjoy working with my hands on cars and trucks and landscaping and tinkering with whatever's available. I also love traveling. Not big, long overseas trips or anything. I just love traveling local and yeah, with the wife. We and do a lot of that. Lately, Another another hobby or interest i've been doing is exploring other religious and spiritual ideas yeah we've been talking about that a lot and now i would like to tell you about how we met back in
0: the day we've been married for 27 years it's been a long road
1: yeah back in the day we met on the computer back way back in the day before there was even the internet (laughs) what you had to do was get on your old modem in our case it was an old 2400 baud (laughs) if anybody knows what that means and you had to definitely aging ourselves here dear and you had to dial up and call another computer
0: and that left your phone line busy the whole Mm -hmm. time you were on the internet hey the whole time you were online
1: it gave you exercise
0: Yeah, you know why I gave me exercise? Because I would call for him to come pick me up and he would fall asleep while he was downloading something and the phone line was busy. So I would have to hook it from wherever I was, which normally work, to home.
1: Well... Not pleased. Ours was a typical internet romance. We were married young and had our kids young. We have an older daughter in her mid-twenties. She's engaged to be married. This... We actually like her fiancé. It's I think it's probably the first boyfriend of hers we liked. Yeah, I don't think we've ever liked any of our boyfriends. He's a good kid, though. We like him a
0: lot. I think he'll be a good part of the family. Uh, our younger daughter is in her early 20s. She's been married for three years to a transgender man. Um, he's a good kid, too. He's a very sensitive guy. Uh, he fit into the family really well. He became a part of our family five years ago, roughly five years yeah. ago. He just fit right in. He just kind of slipped on in there and became part of the family. We joke around with him a lot. We all kind of goof around and stuff. Our daughter seems really happy with him. So our daughters and sons are all good kids and they're fun to be around. They're always sharing stuff with us from the net, you know, like regaling us with tales of somebody's drama or, you know, showing us TikTok videos, which we have no idea how to... I I don't know know how to work TikTok.
1: My wife's just as bad. She shows... Means uh, uh, everybody. No way.
0: No way. You sit there and read me memes from Facebook all day long.
1: He reads me Facebook all day long. Well, we also have four of our furry... Paw, fur babies. Whatever you want to call them. They're fur babies. They have more paws than I have feet. <laughs> anyway. First is our oldest, <coughs> Chloe Lynn... She's a black lab. She's been with us all oh, nine years or so. Yeah, she's our sweet family girl. She's she's an old lady, old lady like her mama. We're old ladies together. <laughs> yeah, they both have the gray hair to prove it. Yeah, we do. She's a good girl, though. And then we have Zena Marie. She joined our family oh, about three years about ago. About three years ago, yeah. She's a really sweet dog, but wow, she can test your patience.
0: And she's the most needy dog you will ever meet so needy but she tries so hard to be a good girl she really tries so hard then we have um the demon kitty she's
1: that, not a she demon. is a
0: demon she is greg's cat we call her Lil phil um she was supposed to be my cat but she took to greg more um and she's a demon i was petting her yesterday and she was purring so i went to pet her again and what does she do she grabs onto me with her claws and bites me she, she was purring, and then she bit me.
1: What the heck is that all about? Well, She's a demon. That's all there is to it. She's a demon. Then we have one other kitty. Her name's Mousy Cat. Tiniest little kitty for being full grown. Yeah. But she's sweet, she's sweet but really skittish. Yeah, but she's my baby. She's the love of my
0: life. And she's spoiled rotten. She only loves one person. That's right. She loves her mama. She loves her mama. So, a little bit more about my pagan journey. We lived in southern Maine when I first started practicing. A friend of mine introduced me to witchcraft. So, I started reading the book, The Truth About Witchcraft Today, by Scott Cunningham. And uh, I was reading that book in bed one night, and Greg saw the cover of the book. And
1: Well, of course, knowing me, I had to make a smart aleck comment of... And asked her, you know, does this mean you're going to fly away on a broom? Yeah, that was really funny,
0: dear. Uh, yeah. But I anyway. just keep
1: asking her now if she wants a new broom. <laughs> if her old ones wore out. <laughs> does she want me to install a seat on it while I'm tinkering around? <laughs>
0: Only if I could have a sidecar for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would break the broom.
0: <laughs> anyway, this was a really tumultuous time for me. Um, I just had surgery. I just had a complete hysterectomy. And if any of you women know out there, a complete hysterectomy is very, very traumatic. Um, not only is it traumatic on your body, but it's traumatic on your soul. I mean, you feel kind of feel like your womanhood's been stripped away. And I, was all, I had also been diagnosed with a severe mental illness, Um, I've been diagnosed with schizoaffective disorder, kind of like bipolar disorder and schizophrenia combined. Um, This was really hard on me and my family. Reading Cunningham's book was kind of like, it had described how I felt and what I believed all along. I just didn't know it was a thing. I just, you know, I didn't know. So it was kind of like a light that pulled me out of the dark. It changed and probably saved my life. And then I started reading every book about witchcraft that I could from there. And I started practicing late at night. I had this little kit that I had put together with some candles and incense. And late at night I would get you know get get my kit out and just do little rituals for myself. And it started to cause some
1: problems between me and Greg. I don't know if it really caused problems, but this was a hard time for me also. I'd been active in the Mormon church as a kid. I'd been raised in... And I still held on to a lot of those uh, beliefs. I still have a lot of their values and the morals of not only the Mormon church, but any church today. And to be fair, a
0: lot of those morals and values hadn't changed for me. But we hadn't had those discussions yet.
1: I was concerned about where this witchcraft was going to take her. And are we going to start having disagreements about our values? Was new time for me too, and and the kids
0: were a part of that too. I mean, I'm sure you were concerned. I remember you being concerned about
1: what we were going to teach the kids and what they thought about it. You're right, and Obsidian and I ended up having many discussions, and sometimes I wouldn't say all out wars, but very long discussions and disagreements about what her witchcraft and because I was just confused on what and i wouldn't i was just uh concerned i had many misconceptions about what witchcraft was right and he also thought that maybe
0: my recent diagnosis
1: had something to do with it that yeah i was wondering actually uh yeah we didn't know where all this was coming from all of a sudden
0: yeah i mean that was a valid point that you know, I had just been diagnosed with a mental illness, and all of a sudden, I'm practicing witchcraft. I mean, that's that's a really valid point. My whole thing was a little weird for me, anyway. I mean, you know, Greg was raised Christian in the LDS Church, and I was raised Episcopalian, um, which is kind of like Catholics on a diet. And there was a little voice in my head that told me I was going to hell, even though I didn't believe in hell. And it was hard for me to to squash that voice. Greg was supportive. He was very supportive, concerned, but supportive. But he had some misconceptions, you know, and that I mean, he had some concerns, and so we had a lot of talks about this, and it was, it was kind of like it was, it was hard for us. It was a hard time for us to get through, and he did have a lot of concerns about the kids and everything, and it was, mm-hmm. it was a hard time for us.
1: Well, at this time, I uh, learned that there was many people in Southern Maine who belonged to the witch or who belonged to the uh, witch community, if you will.
0: Right. There was um, a huge, like, underground witch community. Uh, I found them through Yahoo groups. Um, There were lots of circles and covens. I made a lot of connections, and Greg met a lot of these people and, you know, realized that, you know, they weren't all devilish. and.
1: No. Many of them were nice, great people. Of course, there, you eyeballs, but, oh, of course, you had your oddballs, but... Of course, you know. You get that in any group of people.
0: Um, I ended up finding my mentor through all these connections. Um, he was a wonderful man. He was great.
1: Um, he has since passed over, but he's still in my life. Well, even though Obsidian had been meeting all these people and really starting to know or understand a lot more about witchcraft and due to circumstances outside of our control we ended up moving back to northeastern nevada and among these were financial reasons and also family yeah we had lived
0: in maine for quite a while and you know my parents got to know our girls really well and greg You know, and I decided that it was time for us to bring them to Nevada to live with their grandma. And I'm so glad we did because, as it turned out, grandma didn't have a whole lot of time left. And it was really, really great that the girls got to spend time with grandma.
1: It was also interesting when it came to my mom. She was raised as a devout Mormon from, as a kid, and... She always loved and accepted me, even though we were different. Yeah, and this brought about, you know, the same discussions and lessons that uh, Obsidia provided for me when she first started. Well, so here we go. Off to a repeat. (laughs) She had a hard time understanding the concept of a witch, other than the hags that stir the Big old cauldron with the bubbling <laughs> right. brew in it.
0: And the big old noses with the warts. I don't have warts, by the way. Sorry. But
1: with, over time, my mother came to understand the concept, but... She, she realized
0: I wasn't hurting anybody.
1: Exactly. And she didn't have a problem with Obsidian practicing.
0: And she never, she never really got the whole concept of witchcraft but we decided to kind of let sleeping dogs lie. She, she realized I wasn't hurting anybody. She loved and accepted me for who I was. And so we kind of left it at that. You know, we didn't push it. She she was old school. She wasn't gonna get it. And that, that was cool. Quite some time after Greg's mom had passed, I started messing around with Christian Witcher.
1: Soon after Obsidian had been exploring Christian witchery, We had the Mormon missionaries come by. Man, those guys are relentless, I'll tell you what. (laughs) Yeah, but I decided to have the lessons taught to me again. And by that, I mean the missionaries will teach you 13 basic steps of becoming a Mormon and explain what Mormonism is. I decided to see, have the lessons taught to me again. And if I wanted, and if I... Even still believed the same things. Obsidian was cool with this. and they, wanted... were,
0: they were pretty cool with me, too. Right. They were pretty cool with me.
1: Well, this leads into a
0: funny little... Uh... Well, they, they wanted to know more about my beliefs. Right. The missionaries were, like, really interested in how my beliefs correlated to their beliefs. And we'd have really long conversations about it.
1: Yeah. Well, next thing you know... People started accompanying the missionaries, even the bishop came because yeah,
0: we'd, we'd get all these like people that they'd call and say "Hey, do you mind if so-and so comes with us next week and mind if so and so and pretty soon I was, hey the bishop wants to meet you too
1: and it was they all wanted to understand what a Christian witch was <laughs> and yeah it became a sideshow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> It was kind of funny, though. It was kind of funny that, you know, the the Mormons were just really, really enraptured by this witch and, you know, what she was doing. And, and the fact that the missionaries didn't, you know, jump and run when they found out that I was a witch. So after we moved to Nevada, you know, going back to that a little bit, and I'd lost all my connections with Southern Maine, except for my mentor, we moved here. I was desperate for witchy friends. I I really wanted some witchy friends. So I got on this, uh, website called Vox and that's kind of like a Facebook for witches. And it's since gone under. They don't, it's not there anymore. And I found a very, very close friend of mine. Um, and we do lots of witchy stuff together. She's my witchy soul sister. And, um, I am so grateful to have her in in my life and in our lives. She's definitely part of our family and we love her family just as much. And then we I also found a very close friend at the local metaphysical store um through an ad that there was there was up on the bulletin board up there. And he has become a big part of our lives. He even officiated at our daughter's wedding. yeah. yeah.
1: and he also officiated at our fifteenth anniversary, I believe. Yeah, the was, hand fasting we did. Yeah. yeah.
0: Greg had actually suggested that we do a hand fasting for our 15th anniversary, which shocked the crap out of me that he would suggest that. But, hey, it worked, and we had a good yeah. time, and it was fun.
1: And these two people are still very close friends of ours today. They
0: are, and they're, they're great. So we, we're very blessed to have them.
1: Right. Well, we've lived in northeast Nevada for about 16 years now. And we're starting to get to the point where we're ready for a change of scenery. The kids are grown up and now mostly out on their own. Right, mostly. They still come home to do all their laundry and everything. (laughs) Right,
0: they're going to learn what laundromats are here pretty quick. Um, And this is nothing new for me. I I was a solitary witch for a long time. So becoming a solitary witch again, not a big deal. Uh, I will miss my friends very much. But these are the kinds of friendships that last. Whether distance or whatever these kind of, these are kind of friendships that last. I'll tell you a little bit more about my practice. I identify as a gray witch. I don't have any light or dark in my practice.
1: yeah, she practices at dusk <laughs> yeah
0: no, I don't. I don't go around hexing people on a regular basis. I don't believe in that. That's not cool. Just to hex people, just to hex people is not cool. However, I'm not afraid to defend my family and friends. And I'm also not afraid to help karma along. So if you piss me off, I'm not afraid to, uh, you know, maybe inconvenience you a little bit the next day. Maybe your car breaks down or um, maybe there's a car accident on your way to work and you're late and it's the third time you're late so you get in trouble i don't know i'm just not afraid to help karma a little bit so there's that i do a lot of divination right <laughs> yeah
1: this is a part that i really still do not understand i don't understand spirit guides and all that stuff but I'm assuming as far the Christian equivalent would be speaking to God through prayer and having the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost, whatever you call him, who is supposed to help you and guide your decisions. Yeah. So,
0: anyway. Because yeah. I did talk to my spirit guides through my divination. Um, I also just do divination just to, like my read my tarot cards, just to... See what's going on for somebody. It doesn't have... I don't have to be talking to my spirit guides. I can be just reading the cards. I also do a lot of my pendulum work, which is where I talk to my spirit guides the most. Uh, that's where I talk to my mentor. Talk to my grandmom that way. And every now and then a new spirit god will show up and I'll talk to them too. You know, that kind of divination. I'd like to try the runes. Greg actually made some runes for me at one point. And I just... I've never really gotten there yet. I'd really like to try to get into those. And there's other forms of divination I'd really like to try. I've had people that I know call me an oracle because sometimes what I read in the tarot happens, actually happens. But what people don't understand is with one change of decision, with one decision that you make, it can change everything. So the cards aren't set in stone. They're not something that is definitely going to happen all you have to do is change one aspect and everything changes
1: right so
0: change one thing and it can change your entire life the other one of the other things i i uh kind of talk about a lot with people about my practice is i don't believe in natural healing a lot of witches come out and say well you know we're witches so we have to use herbs and vitamins and minerals and plants and we have to use those for our healing you know we can't do anything else for healing these we have to use natural methods and i think that's a bunch of
1: again you know if you're sick go to the damn doctor right let them take care of you that's That's what medicine is for right all the witches and everything i don't know if it's really called witchcraft back in the day but all the herbalists or i all the healers as obsidian just said and this is as far back in time as everything you know they understood what herbs and everything did for the body and just modern medicine has taken that steps further they might be getting too far in certain right instances now but you know we have to give credit to the healers or witches or i'm sure
0: fentanyl is not
1: (laughs) as being the forerunners
0: to modern medicine definitely i mean you know st john's work is still used to this day and that is something that the healers way back before anybody can remember started using plenty of that stuff and i don't disagree with that um for example i have multiple sclerosis so i don't depend on natural healing to cure that i have to go to a neurologist for treatment i mean he's got the degree degrees that's what they're there for. He's there to treat people like me, so I depend on him and his
1: expertise. And people like me, I have more wrong with me than I think. Right. <laughs> true enough. So that's us in a nutshell. You mm. know, we we are what we say we are. We're as goofed up as you can tell, and yeah. but we love life and we live it together. Whatever it brings what you see is
0: what you get. Um, we've got some goals for this podcast. We um, my major goal is to educate my husband who was raised LDS, Christian on witchcraft. I just want him yeah. to know
1: all about it And as if you remember, I have recently, as I've been getting older been interested in other forms of I don't know if they are religions but other forms of philosophy regarding everything
0: spiritual ideas
1: there you go that's a good way to put it as you know I was raised in the LDS or Mormon church but I haven't been practicing since I was 18 and that's 30 some odd years ago so my input as far as that religion goes will be what I remember which may have changed or who knows or... or for I could even remember it wrong so take what i say about the mormon church with a grain of salt the like i said the one thing it did and my parents did also i have to give them the most credit was raise me with moral to know the difference between right and wrong and how to treat people right and, or, that, and
0: that's the one thing that we've always agreed on greg and i yeah even though witchcraft is different from the way he was raised it's a lot of it's the same is that you treat people right you don't hurt anybody on purpose you know that's what we believe and that's never changed the one thing i also want to educate the other people i'd like to educate are spiritual seekers the general public which is young and old that need this information i'd like to share my two decades of experience and this is also something that Greg and I can do together and have fun and kind of goof around. One of the ways that I'm going to be educating Gregory is at the end of every, every episode, I'm going to assign him with some
1: homework. Oh, great. Yeah. I thought I got out of that years ago. Nope. Homework. Homework. I'm not going for a college degree on this.
0: Well, you're going to satisfy me. Oh. It's the... It's homework of the couch, buddy.
1: That would be a first. I know,
0: right? Homework. I'm going to have him do a homework assignment by the next episode. So at the beginning of the next episode, we'll talk about it. And uh, hopefully, you know, we'll be able to share some insight into that. So that is our first episode of The Witch and the Mormon. Thank you for joining us. Join us next week when we go over some important vocabulary that you might hear when we're talking about witchcraft. Greg will be on the spot coming up with some answers to my vocab quizzes. This is Obsidian Musette Sage. And this is her husband Greg. Signing off and bidding you
1: hail and farewell. May the winds of the east be always at your back. May
0: the fires of the south be always in your heart. May the waters of the west always course through your blood. May the fertile ground of earth be always at your feet. May the blessings of the goddess always be yours. We bid you hail and farewell.